welcome to Travel Radio. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and it is a privilege for me to be able to say Merry Christmas to everyone that listens. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a wonderful 2018, and um, thank you especially to my guests, including Judith Yurza, who is on the program with me right now. And um, I just wanted to quick do a couple of public service announcements before I get I jump in with Judy. And that is uh, a lot of people are traveling this holiday. And for you Americans specifically that are traveling outside of the country, I just wanted to make you aware of a program that I talk about frequently. But I just wanted to throw it out there again in case you had not yet registered your trip. And it is the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. And the website for that is step, S-T-E-P, dot state, dot G-O-V, step, dot state, dot gov. And the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program is a way to register yourself and your trip with the local uh, embassy or consulate that is closest to where you will be traveling. So you can register your trip, the dates that you'll be in certain cities and towns, etc., countries, And should something terrible happen in the world, whatever it is, natural disaster or otherwise, that gives that consulate, that embassy, kind of a running list of who they should be looking for in that area, rather than after the fact, your family having to scramble and find out who they should contact to report you missing. Or if for whatever reason you lose your passport, you already have the information of your local and closest consulate or embassy so you can get help that way. Anyway, again, that's Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, step.state.gov, or you can just go to travelradioonline.com or also we're now travelradiopodcast.com, and you'll see it in the show notes. All right, that is that. And then lastly, I have asked you guys for reviews on iTunes and other places. Thank you so much. I, um, I have received several, and I appreciate it. That's a really nice Christmas present for me. It helps the Show show up higher in iTunes ratings. Um, also, Judy, surprise, guess what? Yeah, what is it? I had a Grinch. Someone gave me a one star. Oh, and I wasn't even, I don't know. It's the Grinch, obviously, but it was comical because yeah. I said, Leave me feedback one way or the other, but they just gave me one star with no comment. So, you know, Grinch, hmm. give me some feedback. But that's that. Or could it be that they got confused? I don't know. Sometimes I see I that's... see that on TripAdvisor where they're like, this place is great. One star. <laughs> Clearly, that's what must have happened. So <laughs> I think so. That's right. Well, Judy, now that I have you talking, welcome back to the program. Thank you for being on this Christmas Eve. Yes. Thank you for having me, Megan. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas to you guys, too. I'm happy you get to be with your family. That's very nice. Yes, yes. I'm in California. I'm excited to be with family and friends. And it's not on fire anymore. Yes, yeah, that's true. So, Every, well, Merry Christmas. No, luckily, I'm wrong. friends and family are good. Okay, good, good. Okay, so what are we going to talk about today, Judy? Well, I'm exact, uh, excited to talk about um, Christian faith base travel, um, more specifically the nativity trail, especially on this Christmas, mm. um, season. Um, so the nativity trail, it's, uh, traveling to Bethlehem in the footsteps of Mary and Joseph. Mm. Uh, I've, I've been researching this. I, I know I've come on here before talking about, um, Christian faith-based travel and different pilgrimages. Um, this one obviously specific to the season, I it just, um, 
it really calls to me just because it's, it's sort of like the starting point of everything. So, Mm -hmm. um, the nativity trail, it's believed that, you know, over 2000 years ago when Mary and Joseph, um, traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census, they probably journeyed in a caravan or with a group. And, um, although unlike the Via Dolorosa in Jerusalem, so the, the pathway um, that Jesus walked carried the cross. Mm. That is very well known and marked. This route, however, is unknown. Mm. We just know the starting point and the ending point. Okay. Um, so everything kind of in between is sort of, it, it's, it's just a, a, a educated guess, I suppose. And there's been a few different routes um, that have been used. At the, um, a few years ago, maybe about 10 years ago, there was a straight line type of route. Um, but this one had to be diverted you, um, just based on the political climate right now in the area. Mm. Um, so now um, the, there's there's a variety of routes, actually, okay. um, that people can take now. So I'll, I'll kind of go over them. But the starting point um, yeah, where is Yeah, where are we Nazareth. going today? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so the starting point is Nazareth, and it's the birthplace of Mary. Um, and here you can visit the Basilica of Annunciation, where the angel Gabriel told the Virgin Mary she would bear a child. Mm. Um, another top site is St. Joseph's Church, which is said to be the site of Joseph's Carpentry Workshop. Okay. And um, the Underground Synagogue Church is supposedly where Jesus studied and prayed. Mm. Um, so, yeah, all three super interesting places where it's, you know, I, I can just imagine, I, I haven't been to these places, but, um, you know, just, I, I'm sure you would just feel overwhelmed with the, the history and, you know, all, all of the sentiments behind these, you know, really awesome sites. And it's crazy um, that they're still standing or, I mean, I guess they were built, a lot of them were built after the fact, but the synagogue was in existence, I would imagine. Yes. yes. Yeah, it, it is. It's incredible. Um, another interesting place is uh, Nazareth Village, and it's um, it's a pretty modern open-air museum depicting daily life and the life and times of Jesus. So, mm-hmm. you know, Nazareth now is a bustling city, and it's, um, you know, it's filled with vibrant color and traffic, and um, actually has a really rising culinary um, sophistication about it. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's a modern day city. You know, when we think Nazareth, we think the Bible, we think, Mm -hmm. you know, olden times, but it's very different. So the fact that they created this open air museum to sort of show us a little bit of what it would have been like, that kind of, I think would help get pilgrims into that spirit. So I really like the idea Um, of satisfying, like, a, you know, a quest for soul satisfaction and your belly at the same time. This is good. Yes. Same here. <laughs> in fact, in all of my pilgrimages and every time I set up clients, I always sort of include that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I say, you know, it's great to visit the places, you know, the, the great sites, but then it's also good to include some of the, the culture of what is happening in that city or town at the mm-hmm. moment. And mm-hmm. obviously food is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So from Nazareth, um, there well, are a few we, to get to Should we mention for people who may not be familiar with the story, because Judy, I have to tell you, I don't know how many countries listen, but there's a lot of 
people who listen, and we went to a formal event, a black tie event at Modeling College, and we sat with some Chinese gals, and they don't have a winter holiday at all, and they did not have any idea of the story, and they just asked us, like, why I don't understand what's happening, what's Christmas, what, why do we celebrate this? And so they, they didn't, so anyway, we had the opportunity to explain sort of this history. So why, would you just give us a little background and why were Mary Joseph leaving Nazareth? Yeah. And, you know, I'm so, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I, you know, I think being in this um, sort of niche in travel for me, faith-based travel, I sometimes do forget that some people don't know. So I would be happy to wonderful to tell you a little about it, a bit about it. Um, so Mary and Joseph, well, I, I don't know how far back, I guess I, I mentioned the, the church of the Annunciation. So uh, Mary was um, a young maiden. She was uh, a virgin uh, said to be engaged to Joseph, um, but they were not yet wed. And uh, an angel appeared to her, telling her that she would bear a child, which already is a miracle in itself, (laughs) where she's uh, a virgin. And uh, so from then, um, Joseph and and her and Mary, um, they agreed to this child. And it's a long story, I guess. But, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, Joseph came to terms with it as well, um, I guess through the Holy Spirit and uh, this was totally they, taboo. This is not cool yes. in this culture. No, <laughs> no, it's, you know, and yeah, I, I mean, if someone came to you and said, uh, I'm just, I'm having, you know, a child, but I've had no relations. That would be, it's, it's difficult to, you know, grasp. They'd also uh, think you were crazy. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, they both came to terms with it, They and they had to travel for a census. Um, Joseph was from um, Bethlehem, mm-hmm. so they had to go back to his birthplace. Um, so he was now traveling with, uh, you know, his soon-to-be wife and, uh, you know, his soon-to-be child in the womb. And they made this journey of a hundred miles, about approximately a hundred miles, mm-hmm. um, from Nazareth, the birthplace of Mary, to Bethlehem, where yeah, they had to go for this census. And it was there that um, they they were needing a place to stay, mm-hmm. and um, they were looking for an inn, and there was there was no rooms uh, apparently, and mm. and they found this lone stable at, well they were able to stay someone finally said you can stay in our stable yeah. and that is where you know Jesus was born and um it's believed that he was placed in a in a lowly manger um just there in this in this stable in this you know small town of Bethlehem um but the the meaning behind it for for Christians, mm-hmm. Bethlehem in Hebrew means house of bread, mm. and for Christians, we'll correlate that right away as you know Jesus, the bread of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I also heard this story recently, actually, that uh, the lambs that were um, offered for sacrifice 
in the temple because in this time, you know, Jewish tradition was that lambs were sacrificed mm-hmm. uh, in um, the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, the first male uh, lamb was sacrificed. And so oh. these lambs were, were raised um, here only in Bethlehem. Okay. So that again has like the, that um, awesome correlation of, you know, just the lambs were only raised in this place. Yeah. Um, and then of course in, in biblical scripture, Jesus is referred to as um, the lamb of God. So a lot of these really Pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Really interesting correlations. And it's just like, wow. Cause you, you know, when you think, um, you know, Jesus could have been born anywhere. He could have been born in a beautiful palace somewhere, but it's like, nope, this is where it was meant to be. And it has a huge significance. So. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So we've got the history behind it. We started in yeah. Nazareth. Where are we going next? Okay. So there are a few places. Um, let's see. So as I mentioned before, it's approximately a hundred miles, um, in the desert. So some people, I think, um, you know, some people would prefer to hike it mm-hmm. and, and there definitely is tours for this and it's about a 10 day walk. Wow. Um, the, and as I previously mentioned, the exact route is unknown, mm-hmm. but a popular one visits some ancient ruins such as the Marseba monastery and it's founded in 483 wow. or the Neb- Nebi Musa monastery. And that was founded in 428. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously one of the highlights of the trek are the ruins of the ancient city of Jericho. Um, yeah. and I think that would be my favorite. So it dates back to 9,000 BC and, and this excursion. So as I mentioned, it, it would be about a 10 day walk and it's not for everyone. Um, as you can imagine, pilgrims wanting to partake on such a, a tour should be physically fit and, um, able to trek for six to nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to keep on pace. Well, it depends what time of year you would go. But in December, it wouldn't be obviously as hot as the summer. In fact, I don't know that this actually runs in the summer. Mm, I, don't, okay. I think it would be a little too dangerous. Yeah. Um, I do know that they have December dates for the Christmas season specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, but still, um, you know, it, it's still... A, a hundred miles and, you know, six to nine hours a day, not to mention all of the touring, you know, you, you visit, for example, the city of Jericho and you're going to be walking around that town and, mm. you know, but it, it, it actually, um, you also get to see wonderful vistas and, um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's hard little- to decide, uh, should you walk or should you, you know, do sort of a, a guided tour in that sense? Because when you're walking, you act, you have a lot of time to think and reflect on things and also take in the scenery that you're coming past. But then if you had a slow day or you had an injury, you don't have a lot of time when you get to the actual site. So that's hard right. for me to think about what I would rather do. And yeah, and typically if you're an American traveling, you have two weeks. So you want to cram in as much as you can in your vacation time. I don't know. I'm right. A, I might be going, uh, I'm a, I tend to be a slow hiker. I think I'm going guided tour on this one, but can, sorry, continue. Yes. I think me personally, I don't particularly enjoy hiking. Mm. So I absolutely would go with a guided tour as well. <laughs> okay. All right. We're on the same yeah, page. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, this experience, like I said, I think it's for those that are, 
maybe wanting to um, do more of the experience as, you know, as it was back then. And, mm. and, you know, every travel style is different. You know, every traveler has a different travel style. So, mm-hmm. you know, for those that would like to hike, there's certainly tours for you. But um, for us, there are guided tours and, um, you know, they include all of the wonderful history, the architecture, the mm-hmm. site, um, without all the walking. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, you can go on motor coach or you can go on a private escorted tour by car. Um, I definitely would not recommend a self-drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want to yeah. get lost. Yeah. It, I wouldn't do a self-drive. I also wouldn't even recommend a hike independently. Um, I know that there's other pilgrimages such as the Camino de Santiago where people can go independently. But in this case, I would say a group tour or a guided tour um, would be the way to go just Mm. for security reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, which I find very unfortunate because, you know, this place is full of such treasures. Yes. Um, But much precaution is needed and um, that's just the reality of it. So. Mm. Okay. Um, All right. Sorry. I derailed us a little bit. We're in Jericho. Where are we going now? Well, well, um, that, so from there you would visit a few other villages and it's just, um, also just little ancient towns, but nothing really mentionable. I would say your final destination would be the city of Bethlehem. Okay. And, um, as I mentioned before, so it's the Hebrew, um, in Hebrew, it means house of bread, and it's the place of Jesus' birth where you can visit the 6th century church of the nativity, mm. and it's built over the birthplace of Jesus. Um, you can actually see the exact place or what is believed to be the exact place mm-hmm. of our Lord's manger, mm-hmm. and it's marked by an inlaid star in a grotto. Wow. Um, That's classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, as you can imagine, this uh, this town attracts many Christian pilgrims, actually uh, different religions, um, but especially in December for Christians, obviously for the nativity story. So um, is there good hotels there or is it, you know, you kind of have to go you, in for the day. What's the city like? Well, this one I would say is not as bustling as um, Nazareth. So Nazareth, mm-hmm. I would say has now some really good hotels. Bethlehem usually is more of a day trip. Okay. Um, but you can stay there. Um, you, yeah, I would say maybe longer than a day. Okay. And then, of course, th- this would be the end of the Nativity Trail, per se. Mm-hmm. But I think, as you mentioned before, you know, Americans would have about two weeks. And for many people visiting the Holy Land, it's maybe a one-time experience. So if people want to continue and do the footsteps of Jesus, maybe see the um, Sea of Galilee, um, mm-hmm. go off to see Jerusalem, mm-hmm. uh, they certainly can and they'll have time. But um, yeah, Bethlehem, um, the main site is the, the Church of the Nativity. Um, and then just biblically, it's known as also as the birthplace of King David. Okay. Um, so yeah, it, it, I think it, it would just be a, a nice little stop or finishing part to that nativity trope, but then you can certainly go on. Um, and then, you know, the river Jordan, the, 
um, yeah. So see the the foot the rest of of the story kind of um, of, of Jesus. So okay, and obviously wonderful. maybe that for a different day, but. Yeah, we can do um, your podcast. Your episodes are always super interesting. So, of course, we could do that another day. Um, any uh, tips, hints, or tricks for people visiting this region of the world? Yes. Yeah, so, visas are tricky here. Um, well, you know, not tricky, I, I wouldn't say, but some people may forget. I think that's one of the things I find with a lot of um, places mm. with visas. I think a lot of times that's something just. We take for granted as Americans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just, they go with their passport and they're like, I didn't know I needed a visa for this. So, um, you know, make sure to check your visas. And then um, for security purposes, I would always recommend group travel or an escorted group for Mm -hmm. this or Mm -hmm. escorted guide. Yeah. Um, A known quantity guide, not like, you know, the, the website that's like, I don't know. The cheapest option is not always the, I will say, I don't want to say the best option. I'm going to say the cheapest option is not always the safest option. So do a known quantity. Yeah. I would go with the reputable, um, company, reputable agent. Mm. Um, and then I think like you mentioned before with your PSA, definitely sign up for step. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's a, a key uh, thing before visiting the Holy Land. And there's different ways to go. So another um, method I didn't talk about for those that really love cruises, there's, yeah. there's cruise itineraries oh, that's good. Um, for visiting the Holy Land. So if, you know, if you're a cruiser and <laughs> if you really don't like walking and you don't like guided, you know, tours by car, you can, you can cruise. Cruises are great um, options then, because your meals are included. You travel while you sleep. So, like, you get up the next day, new city, boom. If you need childcare, probably located on the ship. I think it's a great option. I'm a, I'm a fan yeah. of, like, cruising for the family. I think it's a good option. Yes. Yeah. I think it is a great option. Um, another thing I would say is there, there are incentives for group travel. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if this is something you're thinking about, you know, maybe talk to, um, people in your church. Mm-hmm. If you get a group of 10 or more together, um, and talk to an agent, you know, there's definitely incentives for this, you know, whether it's, um, you know, maybe a, a smaller fee, mm-hmm. um, or for the entire trip or, you know, other, uh, amenities yeah. that agents can provide for, for groups. I, I know that I particularly um, like giving gifts to um, my groups. Well, actually, to all my clients, but um, you know, something partaking or it, you know, in relation to the the trip that they're about to take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would I would definitely, if I'm thinking, you know, if you're thinking about it, maybe talk about it with your family and friends. It would be a very, it's already a rewarding experience, but you know, to, to bring your parents to, you know, or for people with grandchildren to bring your, your kids and your grandkids and, and really kind of, you know, be a witness to the story together. That's, you know, a remarkable experience that no one would ever forget. Mm, Yeah, I think so too. I think, um, the Xbox is going to be outdated in two years and they're not going to care about those games. (laughs) 
um, even though it may give mom a little relief while she's cooking. However, I think it would be an investment in them as little humans that will last longer than the Xbox. So there's no yeah. no offense to the Xbox or the gaming. You know? and, yeah, definitely. And, you know, and also I think another thing for for religious travel, you know, studying the Bible, I think for Christians sometimes for children, it, it's very difficult. It, it's a, I mean, even for adults. Mm-hmm. So I think to, to actually be at these places and, you know, really have this history come to life mm-hmm. also is just another really great thing, you know, that it's just a plus, a, a bonus too. Yeah. And I think that it, I don't know, it creates an imprint in the brain somehow that you can now associate a story with a place that you've been. Yeah. It just brings it yes. to life. Um, you've been so humble. You have not mentioned any of your information. You've been very polite and said, just contact your travel advisor, but you are a wonderful <laughs> travel advisor. So would you tell people how they can contact you if they're interested in some sort of, um, like Catholic pilgrimage? Yes, definitely. You can visit me on, um, on my website. It's www.stchristophermissiontravel.com. And that's with ST and then Christopher Mission Travel. My email is very long. I'm sure it'll be on the show notes. Yes, Um, it will be. Everyone always comments. It's a really long email, but, (laughs) you know, it's a memorable one. So it's Judy, J-U-D-Y, at com. Yes, and so if you click on, if you're in the show notes, and I'll put it in the show notes, but if you see Judy's smiling face, I think she's in a yellow dress in her profile, you click on her face, it brings up all her information, her website, Facebook, whatever, all those places, and email, and you can just click on that, and it'll it'll open it up in your brow or in your email client that you can you know email her straight from there. So you don't have to even remember it. You just click, click, click. You're there. So there you go. Nice. Well, yeah. Judy, yeah, thank I, you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no. <laughs> I was just going to say I love putting these types of trips together. Pilgrimages are just you know. I think it's one of my favorite types of travel, so I really enjoy it. Wonderful. Well, Judy, thank you so much for being on the podcast for me on this Christmas Eve. Yeah, thank you. I, it was a pleasure. Thank you. It's so good to be back. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to have you on, and especially uh, your expertise on this holiday. So thank you so very much. Tell your family Merry Christmas for me. And, um, yes, Merry Christmas to you and yours also. Thank and you, to all the listeners. You. Yes, Merry Christmas to all the listeners. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying good night. <laughs>